Happy Sunday morning, Salt Lake City, Provo, Orem, and Colville. You're listening to AM 1280 and 97.5 FM The Zone. This is SLC Culture, a weekly conversation about the social issues, happenings, and arts and culture scene of the greater Salt Lake Metroplex. I'm your host, Christian Anderson. With me this morning is my co-host, the inevitable, inevitable, Christy Marcy. Hi. How are you doing, Christy? I'm great. How are you? Good. It's good to see you after the Pioneer Day holiday. So much pie. Did you go to the parade? Do I look like the kind of girl who goes to parades? You look like the type of girl that's art, that's in a parade, not one that goes to a parade. I have been in parades when I was Little Miss Country Days and when I was the pig wrestling champion. Were so those separate had, years or was that the same one year? One was the same year, actually. Mm. Same day, even. So, uh, this is, as our regular listeners know, a weekly show about various things that are happening, but we have big news. I mean, this big has been news. a year of change, the last couple of months. Big I mean, news. We're so excited to announce this. Yep. Uh, Stephen Labram, you know, went away a couple months ago. He got in a boat. Away. Well, he got in a boat and is somewhere Peace. between New York and uh, London, as far as I know right now. Uh, but, big news, uh, producer Talon Chapel finally eloped. Took we advantage of that. Took advantage of that dress from Gateway Bridal. I like to think it wouldn't have happened without our weekly prodding. It's true, and uh-huh. now he's living somewhere uh, in Murray by some place called the Ice House. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. Well, we're just so happy for you, Talon, and I just want to thank you again for the opportunity to be your flower girl. It really meant a lot to me. You know, but what Murray gives. Or takes, Murray gives. I mean, there has to be an equitable exchange. <laughs> and so Murray has absorbed Talon, but has given us our new producer, Alex Lundgren. Alex, how are you doing? Doing great. So uh, one into Murray, one out of Murray. So Alex, you are new. You are now the third producer in four years. So welcome We're to the show. We're trying not to take that personally. Actually, I don't think that's a bad turnover rate. I mean, you know, I mean, Talon was with us for like two years. Talon Ajay was, was there for a year. Uh-huh. I don't think anyone's been less than a year. So Alex, buckle up, Buttercup. You're here for at least a year. <laughs> uh, tell us a little bit about yourself because today is the first day that I've met you. Although you have a an aspirational glint in your eye and sort of a fresh faced look. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know exactly what there is to say. I'm I'm from Murray, like I said, big sports fan. Uh, mm. I'm in a ska band. That's a lot of fun. Oh, so. oh. interesting. Better and betterer. What and what do you play in the ska band? Uh, I play the trombone. <laughs> nice. So you're good at doing some skanking too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I remember when I was traveling across the country when I was a younger man listening to Real Big Fish. They're coming to town. Are we'll talk really? about that later. Oh. Uh huh. Interesting. Uh huh. But okay. maybe Alex can be our ska correspondent. Yeah, and and he said he's twenty nine, right? That's right. So he's still our millennial correspondent. So you know, perfect. How do you feel about avocado toast? Because our last millennial correspondent had a disappointing answer to that question. I actually really dislike avocado ah. and everything except guacamole. Okay. Hmm. All right. Uh, well, things to prepare that we will ask you at some point. Probably not today. Uh, if you were at a um, if you were at a bar, what sort of mixed drink would you order? That's one we ask. Uh, what else do we ask? Movie we wanna, stuff. We're gonna want to know like a lot, a lot, a lot about your love life. Oh, that that's true too. <laughs> uh, so just be prepared and your music tastes. So uh-huh. we learned about the ska, but uh, you know, Christy was a music writer and critic for many years, and so we have some. We go pretty heavy into the music side of stuff too. So just be ready. You ready, Alex? 
I'm always ready. Buckle up, Buttercup. All I right. When you said that, it sounded Buttercup. very serious. You know, at some point, we all share something in common, and that is that we have all been youths. Young youths. youths once upon a time. And so this week, uh, we have Lance, Lance a Million, with us. What's up, Lance? And uh, want to talk to us a little bit about uh, being a youth in town and what keeps you on the straight and narrow, programs that can uh, help keep you out of trouble and what we got going on. So what's up, man? Yeah, man. How you doing? I'm thanks, doing well. Thanks for having me. This is dope. Yeah, well, welcome. You said that you uh, <laughs> you are not, uh, you're not a radio novice, that you've been doing the radios and the podcasts and other things before. Yeah. So yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself and the program you're involved with yeah my name is lance a million uh i went to west high backman elementary northwest uh you know from the inner city if you want what not whatever um graduated class of 04 from there i moved to st louis missouri um did a lot of music out there and kind of got my feet wet in the industry and um came back and just been you know giving back to the youth uh this is my eighth year doing my basketball program i do a I own a league called Heart and Paint. It's a five-on-five men's and youth uh, basketball. And as a, we get the best of the best, you know, almost like a pro AM. Mm-hmm. So that's a good way that I like to give back. Awesome. Uh, well, let's keep. Uh, you know, we, let's have a music thread, and then we'll loop back to music later with Christy. But uh, you know, apparently, you know, Alex here's a ska man. What sort of music? What was your music style? Um, I actually like R and B and jazz. Interesting. Yeah, I like I like rock too. You know, it's fascinating. I moved, I mean, I grew up in Minnesota, and then I came here via Seattle, and I did not realize what a robust jazz—not just basketball, but music scene—that that Salt Lake has. There's mm-hmm. a lot of jazz happening here. Yeah. Well, you know, Larry H. Miller knew what he was doing, man. You know, he's he's a goat. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Larry H. Miller. Well, he could have been like, you know what? You know, the Lakers the Lakers moved from uh, Minneapolis where it was land of 10,000 lakes and they kept their name Beautiful. when they went to Los Angeles. And yep. so why not keep the jazz when you move them here to Salt Lake because we have jazz here. And and that that 10,000 lake thing in Minnesota is uh actually an understatement. <laughs> it's true. You see it yourself. You're like, "Oh, no, man, what am I looking at?" I flew into Minnesota and I was just like, "Wow, this is crazy." What time of year did you, what time of year did you fly? I I've been there a couple times. So I've been in the hot dead in the summertime when it's crazy mm-hmm. hot and I've been there when the cars won't start up if you don't park in your garage. Yeah, my favorite thing to do to take people who aren't from uh, from Minnesota in the winter is to take them out ice fishing. You know, <laughs> uh, that sounds like you know, Alex. Have you been ice fishing? Not yet, but I'd really like to go. Mm-hmm. Lance, have you been ice fishing? Not ice fishing. I've fished and had ice in a cooler. Yeah, there but you I go. Haven't been ice fishing. <laughs> Christy, you've been ice fishing. That seems like something you might have done in your Ohio days. No, because I'm afraid of water. All kinds of water. Frozen water, deep water, shallow water, anything with water. It's not, water Water things are not my thing. Steam? Like, I don't even like saunas. So, yeah, even well, steam. A sauna should be a more of a dry heat. Steam yeah. room, I mean, they're steam really... Room. I don't like, I don't, it, it all makes me very uncomfortable. Mm. Very uncomfortable. The only part of water I like at all is humidity, because I look 10 years younger at sea level. Mm. But other than that... Oh, you just look. You'd be getting carded all the time. I know. I know. I would look like a youth. The youths. Yeah, <laughs> youths. All right, Lance. Tell us a little bit more about your uh, about your basketball league and sort of how, like, you know, you said you're from you know the inner city. So how does the basketball league like? What does it do? How's it organized? How does it help? Uh yeah, it just keeps you know a lot of different people off the streets. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like uh, I've seen gang members that don't like each other and it's an unspoken rule when you're at hard in the paint and you're around the f- families. It's 
hey, that that's out the window. So I've seen it myself. I never started it to be where it's at now. Like, I just really wanted to have some fun and give, you know, the community of Utah something to call their own without it being so, you know, um, industry or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I like private parties. I'm a rapper. I'm sorry. I like private parties. So mm-hmm. I just started, you know, just started doing my own thing, renting out the gyms and just getting people. But eventually it did grow into keeping the youth and, um, you know, when they when, when the parents are going through things with the mm-hmm. kids and stuff, then they know they could come to Hard to Paint and we can, you know, talk to them and things like that. And most of these kids you're going to see at the malls and, you know, just all over the city. So, yeah. So... Where can people find out more information about your organization? I'm sure you got a website or something. Well, yeah, we have a website. It's actually down right now because mm-hmm. we're, you know, going through a, you know, trying to get it revamped. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That. No, I'm not really a website guy, but I do use Facebook a lot. Mm-hmm. So our Facebook page is actually really popping. A lot of likes, a lot of, you know, uh, traction. So it's kind of utilizing that Facebook thing. And what's the what's the title of the Facebook it's page? Hard and Paint hard Basketball. Paint? That's Hard and like a Nancy. Mm-hmm. Hard and paint basketball. Yeah. One long thing. Right. So they can go on the Facebook page and they can find out what it is that you're doing. So is this something that's like Salt Lake City specific? Or are you around the valley? Where what's what areas do you cover? Well, we started out uh in Redwood Rec. So it was never just like kind of a Salt Lake thing. We're all from Salt Lake, but we kinda like wanted to travel around. Like we think West Valley really needs a lot of help, you know. And Rose Park, we would do it in my neighborhood, but they won't give us a basketball hoop. I don't know why. I don't. We need. We need to change that. <laughs> we don't have any basketball courts. Really, in Rose Park. <laughs> Interesting. I, you know, the only basketball public basketball hoop in the downtown area I know is at Pioneer Park, which is an interesting thing because uh, one of the things that we have been looking at is to do the uh, paint the court program with yeah. the Jazz, where you yeah. do some art painting on some of the basketball courts in town. You know, the Jazz well, blocks, right? Yep, yeah, the blocks exactly. And so. Um, you know the uh, the Miller group and the Jazz have been really good between murals and and painting courts and doing a yeah. lot about getting uh, some color and some vibrancy back out into the nice. community. Which is a uh, hats off to the uh, Larry H Miller group. Uh, yeah. Just I mean they are our bosses, but also good people. <laughs> they work for good people. Yeah. Um. So is this something that happens like uh, five days a week, seven days a week, one day a week? No, no. It's uh their their plan, their events. Mm-hmm. You know, but I work seven days a week. 365 so i'm never off the clock you know what i mean but no we usually do two to three um you know i work a lot with the urban arts festival so oh, i've sure. been at the urban arts festival the last uh, four years yeah. shout out to Derek and Derek all those Dyer. Guys. yeah yeah the urban they always come on this show every year so yeah. that's coming up right late late september september 21st and the 22nd nice I know they're thinking about doing a car show this year yeah. up on uh, up on Regent Street. Yeah. Um, That's where we're hoping to be. Nice. Who's yeah. the Who's the headliner this year? Uh, so. I don't think it's out yet. I don't want to say it. Okay. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's that's Derek's thing. That's Derek's thing to announce. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so this is the Sunday after Pioneer Day. So you just had an event, right? Yeah, literally yesterday. Nice. And how did it go? It was perfect. It was perfect. I couldn't ask for no more. Um, it was a fundraiser. My grandma just passed, so mm-hmm. you know it was a fundraiser to get get her ashes in the urn and all that stuff. And you know, so it was it was a it's a bitter thing, bittersweet thing. But she's a pioneer. She's not from Utah, but she's a pioneer. So it was it made sense. It really made sense. Not a trailblazer. Yeah. You're from Portland. Um, basketball humor now. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I like Thank that. you. That was quick. Um, so. Talk me through the day. Like what? Ha- I mean, is how many teams we got? Is it like a bracket? I wasn't there, so yeah. paint me a picture. So usually we're 
16 teams in but t yesterday was a smaller event you know so we had i think we did four teams double game elimination uh we didn't do a slam dunk competition I usually do the slam dunk competition but it was as i said it was just more like a private event like a fundraiser type of thing which was dope because i usually just have it open to the public and it's just usually like wide open but this was actually like family and friends and people that have supported the uh the program since day one 2012 is when i started so so you said there were 16 teams no we have had 16 oh, teams okay. in tournaments that's like the all-day events mm -hmm. that you probably will see like on the website well, that would be a lot Facebook. of logistics yeah yeah we will sugar house park and usually centennial park will be able to pull off a 16 with a you know full day worth of playing but yesterday was just really just to get some money raised up for the family and mm -hmm. you know uh and hand out some championships nope uh chrissy marcy yes uh when you were growing up in Kenhio, kentucky ohio, kentucky, ohio. <laughs> uh, -huh. uh how, how did how did basketball register to you your youthful self in ah well okay so my my first years of my youth were spent in in Cleveland, home of the Cavaliers, who are much better now than than they were in the eighties. Oh well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so I remember that sometimes we would go to Cavs games, and it was like us and like five other people. Like mm. it was, it was bad. And then when I moved to Kentucky, and Kentucky, everybody is a college basketball fan. Oh, uh, and I. Our regular listeners may have picked up on this. I'm not sure you have quite yet, Christian. Uh, I am, by my very nature, terribly contrary. And so uh, I decided I didn't like basketball. And there was also this thing where my uncle was the wrestling coach. And he would get in arguments all the time with the basketball coach about who could use the gym because they share a season. So... Uh, so then I went to the University of Kentucky, and I'm the only person who ever attended the University of Kentucky, I think, who never went to a single basketball game. <sighs> what? They, but, but I was there when they won the national championship in 1998, and I may or may not have been complicit in a couch fire. So that's my relationship with basketball, as it were. Riding? I've, I've played horse a couple times, and I've lost horse a couple times in my life, but other than that... Basketball's not really ever. Lance, I assume I'm you're of average height and below average athletic ability. <laughs> Lance, I assume you're a jazz fan. Just go to uh, or. <clears throat> Honestly, I'm gonna be real, man. I, I love Please. the I love the Utah Jazz. You mm -hmm. know, I love what they stand for, mm -hmm. and you know, um, but I'm a player fan. Interesting. So, like when CJ Miles was out here, he showed me a lot of love. Brian Russell's one of my good friends, and uh, there's you know, so mm -hmm. I I rap, but. I do like the Lakers, and I do like, you know, you know in the I do like the Orlando Magics when they had Penny Hardaway and Shaq and stuff. And I do like Carmelo's Laker, LA, LA Laker Carmelo jersey. I wear it, and I get tomatoes thrown at me. But it's the best thing to do if I if I need some attention, I just wear my Carmelo uh, Laker jersey. Like Perhaps you should wa not walk so close to farmers markets where people have tomatoes. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Um, all right, we're going to come back to this being a player fan versus a team yeah, fan. But it's an interesting talk. It, it is. Yeah. And, and, but I'm going to jump to Alex here because we're getting to know Alex. Uh, Alex from Murray. Uh, Alex, uh, you went to the U. Uh, j you just straight up jazz? You a jazz man? Uh, I I actually kind of feel the the... the fan of a player more so than a mm. team. I, I grew up believing that I was a die-hard jazz fan, mm. and then Stockton retired, mm. and I just found myself unable to connect the same way that I previously did, mm -hmm. and I kind of just fell out of fanhood for a little while, 
And uh, now that Donovan Mitchell's back in town, you know, I find myself watching them a lot more. But yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm pretty much the same where I, I watch the players more than the teams. I mean, it's very lucky unless you are a New York Yankees fan or a Patriots Ugh, fan. And who would want or, to be either of those things? I mean, those are bad, terrible things to be. Bad people. Um, <laughs> But unless you're lucky enough, I mean, I happen to be a Packers fan, so I've had 20-plus-odd years of good football. But unless you happen to have a dynasty, um, it's tough. You know, you're a fan for a bit, and then your team falls into obscurity, and you're like, ugh, the disappointment, the crushing disappointment of watching my team lose all the time. It's it's hard to, it's, 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 it's hard to stay As with that. As a Cleveland fan, yeah. But I think... You guys the, are coming the, up in baseball. The larger you're conversation is about free agency. Because people used to stay with teams for a long time, and free agency destroyed that. So, well, free agency is one issue. The other thing is the rise of fantasy sports, where people are tracking. You know, back to this thing, mm. where people are tracking individual players religiously, and it becomes less about the team and more about like the the how's your how's your player doing? I mean, I don't know that I could ever take Tom Brady in a fantasy football draft just mm-hmm. because but i mean you can see why someone would do it have yeah. i ever told my story about <coughs> fantasy football on the radio probably but we've been on the radio for three years yeah. and i don't remember it's a good it so. story because i hate football so much but all of my fr- i was losing all of my girlfriends every year because women watch football now and so one time i was just like well i'll i'll just join your team it'll be fine and i created a spreadsheet in which i immediately like ruled out anybody who had been accused of any kind of a violent crime okay took a chunk out and then uh and then i ranked them according to the position they played uh according to attractiveness and Mm. i won the first five games Mm. and then i I lost interest so So. the non-violent attractive ones the (laughs) non-violent attractive ones yeah that's Mm. my type what can i say at least you retired on top Girls yeah. got a type. Yeah, yeah, except for that I did kind of like, I just, I like, I didn't realize I had to switch them out for bye weeks and it got oh. overwhelming and I got bored. Um, all of which is to say that Tom Brady was not my quarterback. Mm. So he's not that great. <laughs> uh, all right. But, well, we, a couple of questions here. Do we think, I mean, and, you know, Lance, um, this, the player side, I mean, we got to the free agency side. Do we think that the fact that you don't have a person that sticks with you, you don't have a franchise face, rarely. I mean, again, you're Tom Brady's, you're Aaron Rodgers. I mean, those are the exceptions. Um, you know, even poor, I mean, growing up in Minnesota, Kevin Garnett left. He yeah. left me. And he still has a sign in, out there? Yeah, what? yeah. No, they, they retired. They loved him, man. Yeah. Um, but do we think fantasy sports, do we think it's free agency? Do, do, we're in a more mobile population. I mean, the theory that you live in the city that you grew up with, not as many people do that as they used to. You know, yeah. people move around for jobs. I mean, are we ever going to, you know, are we going to have that same level of, of rabid lifelong fandom that we had? Uh, I think it's a new day and age, man. I think, you know, throwback sale and people are content with wearing... Like I was just in uh, I was just in uh, Los Angeles a couple of weeks ago, and I was wearing a St. Louis Rams shirt, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they were giving me the looks. And I'm like, it's the same team. Don't worry, guys. I'm not disrespecting. Just because it's a St. Louis Rams doesn't mean it can't be a California Rams. You guys have them. It's true. I I, I remember. I mean, it was California, then it was St. Louis. Now it's back to California mm-hmm. again. I mean, interesting jazz note for. I mean, we're plugging the we're plugging the Larry H. Miller group a lot uh, today. But uh, that's why they pay us the big bucks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like sort of like the Packers are a publicly owned team. You know, the Jazz now are put into a publicly controlled trust, so we don't really ever have to worry about um, someone coming and poaching the uh, the Jazz, which is very rare. I lived in Seattle when the Sonics moved to Oklahoma, and it was sad. Time. 
sad time. I mean, it's it's hard. I think for a city to it's very know, hard. Yeah, to, yeah, that was so weird. The, I was I thought Seattle. I thought the Supersonics was was great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, back when they had Gary Payton, mm-hmm. Sean Kemp, mm-hmm. Ben Baker, and all guys. Man, I, I used to play video games with all those dudes. That was my team. Either Orlando Magics or uh, the Seattle. You played video games with those dudes, or you played video games wherein they were on your video game team? Yeah. Because like, if you were playing with them, I was like, man, that's... No, that, no, no, no. I stopped playing video games once, you know, once real life kicked in. I was like, you know what? I'm kind of done with this. You know, I'll play here and there, but I always get whooped, so I'm not really good at that. Christian, when when did you stop playing video games? Um, two thirty this afternoon. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Are we are we talking about on my phone or are we talking about at my uh, my Xbox? I, I or? think both. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. My, I mean, you know, I've got I've got word based games. Like mm-hmm. I have the New York Times crossword puzzle, oh, but I also I, I also have Candy Crush. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. you never know if I'm going to be crushing some candy or crushing some crosswords. Crushing either way. Uh huh. I'm I'm not afraid to say it. <laughs> I also like Civilization and epic turn-based strategy games. <laughs> I have FIFA, you know, it depends yeah. on my mood. It depends. I'm not actually really good at sports games or first-person shooters. I'm much better. I suck at those. Yeah, like I can't. So I think we're mostly of the generation with the exception of Alex. Um, you know, I, I had the original I had an Atari and then I had the original NES. So you had a pad and you had some buttons. And to be able to have two joysticks, one of which moves you and the other moves your camera, like that's... It's overwhelming. That is overwhelming yeah. to me. I'm like, I, I, I too many things. What do I do with my hands? Like yeah. my fingers and there's two buttons here and two buttons. There's so many buttons and And the kids are so good at it. Like yeah, Charlie kids, just, yeah. anytime I try to play video games with Charlie, he, we just, he just yells at me. He just yells at me. It's not quality bonding time. I also, and this will be an interesting thing about how we keep kids on like a decent path. Like, you know, I have an eight year old and I, uh, like he goes over to his friend's house where they play Fortnite and some of these online games and I won't love Like people are mean. Yeah. They talk crazy. They are mean online to kids. I do not like, I do not like where we're at with kids. Like it's just, <laughs> it's tough. Like I'm not worried about the violent side of yeah. it. What I'm worried the, about is the other online saying, people. Yeah. What yeah. about creepy. swatting? Are you guys, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. It's a big thing. It is a big thing. Fake calling cops. Yeah. yeah. People can get hurt. I think I think I stopped playing games when my son started beating me. And I was like, this isn't fun anymore. I'm like, this is a young man's game. You, can yeah. have, you, got, you have it. I have all the games, though. I buy them. Like, mm-hmm. I just bought the Crash Bandicoot and stuff, and I suck at it. Why am I buying this stuff? I'm looking, I'm looking at my PlayStation like, whoa, I'm not getting the next PlayStation. Well, Here it comes. I'm buying the next And my kid told me the other day that he's thinking about selling his PlayStation account <laughs> because apparently you can do that. Yeah, big bucks. And he, yeah, like, he's like, maybe I'll sell my PlayStation account, and then that's what I'll use to buy a car. Oh, like, man. it's crazy to me. Yeah, they, they you got to be careful because uh, World of Warcraft, they were cracking down. Like, they... You, technically, I don't think you can do that by your terms of service, but people were yeah, people, people were do doing it. that back in I the day. I love that you're such a rule follower. And Charlie doesn't play World of Warcraft. He's way cooler <laughs> no, than that. I mean, that was when it sort of <laughs> started. Oh, okay. All I mean, right. I, I played World of Warcraft back in the day. That's what I haven't done in like <laughs> 10 years. But back in the day, it's a good thing, you know? I have a friend who's a grown-up who is a professional gamer with yeah. some Trolls and E-sports. Fairies game. Yeah. Don't we yeah. have... Alex, did we have an esports show on the station, or did we use? I feel like we either do or did. I don't remember. I, I know that there's uh, like Jazz Gaming is the yeah you know two K partner with the Jazz, so it's yeah, part yeah, of yeah. this organization. I have definitely been listening after our show, and I'm pretty sure it's after Movie Zone, and it's on the weekends. And I forget when, but there's a whole show on here dedicated to to esports. Yeah, so. I, like it. I, I think, um, and another thing that kind of was a turnoff for me, I was like, they started 
the games wanted the money from me. I'm like, I'm not buying these well, Kobe Mike Bryants for you, and you can go get these shoes in real life. Like, what is going on? We're paying money for fake things on a video game. In-game microtransactions Lost. and loose boxes, man. That's a, a lawsuit. I mean, in Europe right now, um, so the EU has passed a law that you cannot do microtransactions that in any way, shape, or form help you in the game. I think you can do purely cosmetic ones, but you cannot have pay to play. In the United States, of course... Um, being the capitalist country that we are, we will never do that. But yeah, that's a big issue. And especially because kids, I mean, back to those kids things, kids' accounts are linked to their parents' accounts. And then all of a sudden a parent gets a bill and is like, mm-hmm. why do I have $5,000 for fake lightsabers? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was oddly specific. Uh, I mean, <laughs> no, man, like they, they get you like 99 cents at a time. They're like, yeah, this thing is 99 cents and you don't know. And then all of a sudden, yeah, it's up. Yeah, I've, I've had to. Look at the bank account a couple of times over the video games. Mm-hmm. PlayStation mm-hmm. Network. Mm-hmm. PSN. <laughs> it went through. What mm-hmm. went through? I'm, I'm, I'm at the mall. What are you talking about? <laughs> about? <laughs> Alex, what's your video game vice? Uh, so I, I currently own a PS4. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm going to rank my top three games of all time, though, mm-hmm. I'm going to say number three. It's a PlayStation 1 game called Legend of Dragoon. Hmm. Really obscure. Yeah. Um, most people haven't heard of it. Number two, would they would they know this at Comic Con? Are you a Comic Con kind of guy? If you went to Comic, I am kind of a Comic Con kind okay, of guy. That's and good. I, it's it's obscure that only like you know I'd say there's probably a small group of people at Comic Con that know it. Okay. Um, number two is Spider Man for PS4. Oh, I've heard that's good. I have an Xbox, so I can't play it, but I've seen it and I've heard it looks good. Charlie has it. Yeah, of course mm-hmm. he does. I loved it. And then number one of all time is The Last of Us, originally on PS3. Oh, yeah, yeah. My my nephews have that, and it's a, I've heard that one's good too. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I would. I can still destroy my kids in the original Super Mario. That's oh, about where, like, I played a little Sonic the Hedgehog on yeah. the Sega, but like original Super Mario, hours and hours and hours and hours. Kids are. I mean, we used to. Yeah, exactly. We spent hours and hours on a game that you went sideways and all you could do was jump. And you <laughs> jump on top of a mushroom or a turtle, and they built an entire video game on jumping on top of mushrooms and turtles. And, yeah. Right, and you got three lives, and that was it. And then you had to wait for your other friend to take their turn in between your lives. That's why we're so patient. <laughs> yeah. Um, my, my my youngest son's a gamer. Mm-hmm. I have a gamer. He's a, he, he's in the Sonic now. And I'm, when I heard him say Sega, Sega, mm-hmm. I was a proud father. I was, you got it. Okay. You got it. He knows Sega. <laughs> um, so let's go a little bit back to your league, okay. and let's talk a little bit because uh, about you know what is it about? Not necessarily just basketball, but we had a. Oh, it's probably been about two years ago so when we had Dustin in here, uh-huh. uh, who runs U Sports for Salt Lake County, but um, South Salt Lake, South Salt Lake. There you go. Um, yeah, it's been a while. Um, but what is it about sports? You know, as a as a parent and having these leagues, like why do why do sports help kids? Like, what is what are some of the skills and what are some of the reasons why we should be investing not only just specifically in your league, but whether it's South Salt Lake or the county or the city? Like, what does rec sports and what does that do to help kids and keep them on a good path? That's a great question. Uh, to me personally, as somebody that plays sports, it just taught me a lot about teamwork. Um, you know, uh, structure, um, taking. Um, you know, taking criticism and being able to get laughed at. You know, you got to get <laughs> laughed at early sure. on in your life. Like, if you didn't get laughed at by the time you got to sixth grade, you got another thing coming, you know? So just the tough skin part, man, I think that's what I give mm-hmm. and take from 
you know, working with the youth and sports, you know, competition level. And sometimes it's okay if you don't win, but you tried your hardest and things like that, you know. Yeah, I was thinking about this because, uh, you know, I've been in the arts world for basically my entire professional career. Oh. And um, the art world is very subjective. Hmm. And I think there's something about sports where it's you it's relatively merit based i mean there's nothing is 100% merit based but i mean if you are if you're batting 300 in baseball you're going to get more playing time than the guy that's batting 225 and you know unless you're i mean and even if you're a long-time star eventually those long-time stars go to the back bench or they become whatever it happens to be because it's a very production based thing whereas in the arts i feel like we we don't get that same level of actually you're not that good so therefore sit down and, and i mean i think to a certain level of detriment into being able to navigate um careers or workplaces where you are you know you have solid deadlines and you have to be able to take constructive criticism and you have to understand that unless you know you know unless you're lebron or whoever like you're not the best yeah. and, and so it's an interesting thing that it's, it's a little bit more i mean it's a little bit more cut and dry, I think. And, yeah. you know, I agree. That wasn't, yeah. I think to me, see, I, 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 I'm an artist too, but I come from rap. And that's mm. like, you never get told, yeah, as a rapper, like everything is about no. Like, you just, you know, from the gate. Like, so, you know, I don't know. Um, it can make or break you. It may, I've seen it, I've seen it crush people when, you know, they put out some art and they get picked apart and things like that. So, I, I know I, I kind of have mixed emotions when it comes to art because I look at music and stuff as like one of, some of the main forms of art, you know, mm -hmm. even if it is rap. Like some of the hardest things to do is write a rap song that actually makes people move. Seriously, like. <laughs> I can't even like sing along to rap. You know, actually, Christy, I'm going to take this. Uh, mm -hmm. First things first, you're listening to AM 1280 at 97.5 FM, The Zone. This is SLC Culture. And uh we're having a sort of a meandering week. We're meeting some new people, having some new friends talking about you. So actually, pretty sports heavy today. Yeah. Um, but uh, we just had a lovely segue into music. So, do you, Christy, have Christy's do's and don'ts for music this week? I don't have a lot of don'ts. I mean, I have like different people, like different things, and that's okay. Eh. And I and we pay we pay you for your opinions. It's Christine. not okay, but I'm trying to be more inclusive. Eh. Um, okay, so what do we have? Uh, Sunday, Martin Sexton's at the Egyptian in Park City. Really? Uh huh. I haven't seen Martin Sexton in 20 years. Well, you should go to the Egyptian. I suspect it's actually like my band's Wait. in town only shows Sun Sunday, Sunday like today or Sunday like today. Oh, okay. But usually those those Park City Egyptian shows are weekend residencies oh. which would mean you could go Friday, Saturday or Sunday. Huh, okay. So there you go. Can I do a tangent and interrupt for Certainly, a second? Certainly. By all means. So uh, our regular listeners will know that I failed out of college and spent five years as a traveling vaudeville circus performer doing comedy, juggling, acrobatics, magic and fire eating. But Alex didn't know that because he's new. Uh, and so when I was doing my performing arts series uh, traveling around the country I would often interface with Marty Sexton in the, as a folk singer, Marty, Marty Sexton, Marty, old Marty Sexton, old Marty Sexton, as a folk singer, uh, you know, and especially because he hit the Midwest a lot, and yeah. like when I was working with Garrison Keillor and all that sort of stuff, uh -huh. he was in that set. So, well, he's lovely, and maybe our listeners will see you there. Maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Um, Thanks for the tangent. 
Tuesday, bad news. John Prine uh, is at high risk for a stroke and is having some stints taken care of. So his Red Butte show is canceled, hopefully rescheduled. More folk. More folk. Mm-hmm. Um, but the good news is that Bonafide Genius, and speaking of Garrison Keillor, mm-hmm. his successor, Chris Delay, and his band, The Punch Brothers, who are amazing live, will be at the Eccles Theater in Park City on Tuesday. The Eccles Theater in Park City. Yes, okay. I know. It's very confusing. Okay. Um, I think they they actually spell their theater differently. Is it the R-E? I think so. I think uh, that's Is it the fancy they... French way because they're Park City? Yeah. Or they might be the Eccles Center with an R-E. I can't remember, but it's... They watch with their pinkies out. I truly wish that more than one family were benefactors to the arts in the state. Then that would be better. We would have theaters with other names, and that would be awesome. Like the Larry H. Miller Megaplex? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Like that. Okay. Only for the Punch Brothers. The, the, whoever um, Rose Wagner? Yeah. Anyway. So the Punch Brothers are really great. Uh, Christy Lay was a MacArthur genius for his mandolin playing a couple of years ago. Um, hmm. And then also, just for our new producer, Alex Toot and the Maytals are going to be at the depot on Tuesday night. And that's Jamaican Ska, so I thought you might like that. Hmm. And then and then the, the Thursday, Real Big Fish and Bowling for Soup at the depot. Interesting. Uh, and that's, that's... Thursday, August 1st. Thursday, August 1st. Uh-huh. And that's up against what at Twilight? Mm, I didn't even write down the Twilight is that young? Thing. Is it Young the Giant? Maybe. Is, that, uh, is Young the Giant the I one that just happened? I don't... I really don't I mean, know. I mean, but it's also... Since, a, I'm, since wrote, I'm emceeing that. You know. Right. I wrote down the um, Ogden Twilight because it was of interest to me. <laughs> Man. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, Young the Giant. Young the, Giants young the Giant is I'll be on stage. Salt Lake Arts Council, Twilight at Gallivan. Um, and then Matt and Kim and the ladies of LCD Sound System are the Ogden Twilight. Mm. Any, so no no, definitely avoids. No. Wait, I'm still oh, not okay. done. It's a crazy week, music week. Friday, Kentucky's own Winona Judd oh. at the DeJoria Center. Where's the DeJoria Center? Uh, it's past Park City. Oh, yeah, 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 right. yeah, 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 yeah. They have the Sundance the, ca- stuff there. Is it Camus? Camus? Camus, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Friday, August 2nd, Asleep at the Wheel at the State Room. I will definitely be there. Uh, Saturday, August 3rd, The English Beat. More ska for our new producer. And guess what? Hmm. In England, they're just called The Beat, which is my favorite thing about them. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kristen Chenoweth with Utah Symphony at Deer Valley Saturday night. Petty Theft, which is a Tom Petty tribute band that's actually okay, is playing Midvale Harvest Days. You do like tribute bands. I Well, sometimes we don't get the big tours here. So I figure a tribute band is better than nothing. And Yank, Tom Petty ain't coming around here no more. So <laughs> I see what you did uh-huh. there. Wow, nice. I saw Tom Petty five years ago at the Hollywood Bowl. It was his last show of his tour, and he came out in sweatpants and Ugg boots. And I thought, oh, boy, like, what have I gotten into? And then guess what? He killed it. Oh, I thought you were going to say he, like, whipped off the no. sweatpants and Ugg boots. Uh-uh. No, he he was great. So anyway, Petty Theft doesn't look like Tom Petty, but, they, but they're pretty good. Um, and then Sister Sparrow and the Dirty Birds at the stateroom the same night. So it's a busy music week. Holy smokes. I know. Wow. Actually, I I feel like Pioneer Day to Labor Day is usually your it's about the it's your sweet sprint. Spot. Yeah, it's your sprint. Yeah, and I also have to highly recommend a show um, 
the Commonwealth Room just announced last week that Todd Snyder was coming with Ramblin' Jack Elliott, who is like one of the best folk poets of all time and is very, very old and probably will not come through again. So if one were so inclined to like see someone who hung out with Bob Dylan and Kurt Vonnegut, this would be one's chance to do so. Cool. Well, I met Kurt Vonnegut. Of course you did. He did a book reading in St. Paul because, you know... With he, Marty Sexton? Were you with he, Marty no, Sexton not, at no. the time? No, no, no. He did a book reading in St. Paul because he was one of the main faculty members at the University of Iowa, which I know is not exactly next to St. Paul, but Midwest <laughs> geography is different than, like, East Coast geography. That's true. And, like, West... I mean, you know... Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, I live in Salt Lake, so I'm, you know, what's close? Denver and, like, San Francisco. Both of those are hundreds of miles away. You know, the Midwest is kind of like that, too. The farther west you go, though, everything gets farther yeah that's my deep there's yeah. my deep thought wow there's my deep you thought nailed it. uh you're listening to am 1280 97.5 fm the zone this is slc culture uh so lance you said yeah. you grew up you grew up here in, yep. in in salt lake what neighborhood uh rose park rose park yeah uh favorite thing about rose park that our listeners might not know um the food. Yeah. yeah. The Mexican, traditional Mexican food. So is red iguana in Rose Park? Red iguana is not my first go-to. I like to, I would rather take a taco stand mm. food than red iguana. Wow. But that, but is that technically part of Rose Park though? I, they're trying to change it. They're Who's trying to say fair that it's park? fair park. But we, as kids, that we pretty much Rose Park was all the way into the train tracks, if you mm. ask me. I don't know. I mean... I you, hear different things. You know, it's fascinating because when you come from out of state or you do, like, you know, we're in the arts, culture, food industry, like Red Iguana, I don't know what they have done. <laughs> they put some in that food. They huh? put some in the food. See, I, you know, I'm, I'm, interestingly, uh, as you mean sharing personal stuff, I'm allergic to almonds, so I can't have moles. Because mm. moles, uh, almonds are part of moles, so I don't get to have the big thing they have. Christy, Red Iguana, you a fan? I love the mole. Do you? Yeah. Uh huh. I really do. Because you did, you did I like food red writing iguana, too. Red iguana. I don't. I don't do that. Red iguana too nonsense. Like yeah. I want the homies poster in the hallway by the bathroom and the pictures of musicians on the wall and. And I will tell you that I have interviewed more than one musician who, when I say, "Why are you in Salt Lake all the time?" Like guys like Alejandro Escovedo and Steve Earle always say, "Well, you have the red iguana." Hmm. So I mean, it's a hmm. real thing. Hmm. That's interesting. Alex, what is the uh, what is the top go to restaurant in Murray? Uh, I think right now it's Fat Boy Phillies. Mm. Uh, just right there on State, a little north of uh, fifty nine hundred South. Okay. It's used to be like it's this tiny little building, kind of wedged in between some uh, some car repair shops over there, and uh, it's it's real good. It's real good. <laughs> so they're they're. Opening apparently a Fat Boy Phillies kitty corner from the City County Building on State Street and uh, 400 South. So work in progress. Yeah, it's. I mean, it has been under construction for seven months. As near as I can tell, they aren't doing anything. Are you a, a cheesesteak fan? I am a cheesesteak fan. Yeah, Lance, are you a cheesesteak fan? Man, I love a good cheesesteak. It has to be the good cheesesteak. So Christy and I have a long running debate on this because <laughs> I we've been even say it's a debate. <laughs> we've been coworkers for many years and, and uh, friends for even longer. Yes, and I love the cheesesteak at Duffy's. Duffy's Tavern, Main Street, and 900 South. I think that's got the best cheesesteak. Uh, you know, I know some people go Moochies, some people go Fat uh, Boys. 
Uh, Lance, what's your cheesesteak? Um, it was this little place. Uh, I want to I say her name. The, it was an older lady. Her name was like Millie or something. Yeah, it was yeah, right there off of 17th and right off of State Street next to that Tomahawk gas station. It's it's a veggie sto- uh, restaurant now. Oh. But she, so she just shut down maybe like a year ago. But mm. she had the best. I mean, I've traveled the country and mm. ate. <laughs> you know, isn't it fascinating when you have a food like a cheesesteak? Like you, you go to Philadelphia and whether you go to Geno's or Pat's, they're not like they're. I mean, you go for the experience, but you're like, they're kind of horrible. Yeah. I mean, they're <laughs> greasy and the cheese whiz and all that. And like, you get these other ones. There was one in, uh, um, oh, what's it called? Wait, Schultz? hold on. Stop. Yeah. I got to put something. Have you ever had a St. Paul? I don't know that I oh have. I mean, like, I grew up there. Okay. But... So this, I was just, it just dawned on me. So there's this, there's this thing in East St. Louis that they eat and it's called a St. Paul. And it's like a whole bunch of stuff put on top of each other. So I get to St. Paul. Minnesota. I'm like, where's the St. Paul's at? They're like, we've never heard yeah, of that. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> it, it, it flows down, flows down the Mississippi, I guess, okay. and gets to St. Louis. Ah. That makes sense. Um, all right. So, uh, because some of our listeners, uh, because some of our listeners are new, uh, did you know that the average radio listener, and this is just in general, only listens for up to 12 minutes at a time because they're getting in and out of cars and all of that? So you're listening to AM 1280, 97.5 FM Zone. Uh, Lance is with us today. Lance runs a basketball league. Tell us a little bit more. I know we talked about it at the top of the hour, but let's yeah. refresh people's memory. Let's talk a little bit more about the basketball league that you do. Yeah. Well, this is our. As I said, this is our eighth year. We started mm-hmm. in 2012. Um, you know, we've done them from the uou hyper to wendover nevada um and you know as i said it's a traveling you know we like to get the, the youth all-star teams so it's a different type of feel where it's like not aau mm-hmm. but we take some of the best kids from aau and make it an all-star thing and sometimes forget what for what as, as an arts guy what is aau sorry a- aau is basically like the uh the the NBA of the kids. Okay. Like, this is, kids aren't going through high school basketball anymore, pretty much. They're going through AAU. Okay. You know, that's where you find, like, the Kobe Bryants, the Penny Hardaways, like, you know. The, okay, so it's like an advanced traveling team that's even beyond just the general academics. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, and there's nothing wrong with junior jazz and stuff, but when the competition get level, level gets so high at such an early age, you know, um, you would want to most definitely be playing against the elite from mm-hmm. Texas to, you know, you know, up east or whatever, that's mm-hmm. where you'll play against those guys. So do these kids, do they then go on to college or do they go right into the NBA development leagues or well, Euro yeah, you or anything? Would, yeah, you would have to do your college. Like, uh, You've got to do one or two years now, uh, I forget. I believe it's two. Is it two? Yeah. I think it's two. I think they stopped that after Kevin Garnett. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, and Kobe Bryant came right in yeah, as high school got, students. I got and Kobe then... Bryant's high school jersey on now. Mm. Yeah. No, nah, so, you know, uh, but AAU is, it, it's, it's stiff competition and it's really like, who's your coach who's your who's your trainer you know it's really snobby when it comes to like the kids and it's sad it's sad it's it's kind of like okay are you here for you or are you here for the kids because now it's like you know the parents are out there acting like it's them playing you know yeah parents 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 get crazy (laughs) parents get crazy Christy, were you a were you a crazy parent when Charlie was wrestling? Were you a crazy uh, wrestling mom? No, and I wasn't. Like Charlie used to do junior jazz when he was a little guy, but he was always a kid who like skipped across the court. He's not. He's not an athletic. He's a giant now. He tries very hard, but he's not quite grown into his body yet. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's this giant kid who doesn't quite. His spatial awareness is still a little off, which makes him a little uh, awkward. Mm-hmm. Alex, were you a were you a sports player? I mean, now I mean you're a producer on a sports station. So were you were you a player or were you a fan or both? 
Uh, I was both. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I played two years of coach pitch baseball and it was oh. awful. And that kind of, you know, got me out of there, played basketball for a little while and mm-hmm. then fell in love with football and played that through high school. Oh, nice. What'd you play? I was a defensive back yeah. and a wide receiver. Nice. So your school, you could play both, your school was ball enough that you could play both ways? Uh, a lot of guys do in high school unless they're really, really good. Um, but they'll usually train you both ways. Um, at least when I went to school, they did. Mm-hmm. And so... What was your what was your what was your high school high? Because I assume did you play college? No. I did not know. Okay. I was nowhere near good enough. Okay, what was your high school highlight? Like your your glory days that you are going to revisit when you're at a bar when you're like seven years old. Uh, mm, I don't I don't know that there really are any. Uh, you caught the ball, or you you defended a pass, or I mean, you know, there were a couple of tackles that were pretty fun. Uh, but I mean, you know, like. Most of it, you know, it's just like, oh, I I'm, I'm broke my nose during practice, broke my finger during a game, yeah. you know, whiffed on a block here and just, you know, warmed <laughs> the bench most of the time. So, And now you're a radio producer. Yep. Congrat- <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, Lance, were you a player? Uh, yeah, I played baseball and I played basketball. I stopped growing in like junior high, so I had to play baseball. Mm-hmm. I love baseball. Though. I love my favorite. Yeah, what, what was your, like, if you go back and you're like, what's your sports my, highlight? My, my highlight was hitting a home run over the scoreboard where the, at uh, Riverside, mm-hmm. you know, where they sandlot. Mm-hmm. I, I hit it over the sandlot scoreboard. Yeah. <laughs> so, so when did, I watched sandlot, I'm like, I cracked it. I did that. <laughs> did, you, did you flip the bat? Did you pump the fist? Did you, did you, did you do the slow run? I, I'm trying. To, I think Fingers I walked. Up. I think I walked you the walk, base. Yeah. I was really on my uh, big poppy feel, yeah. you know, the, the whole uh, big hurt. You know, Ken Griffey Jr. guys. I saw, and I was heavy set kid. So my main focus in baseball was to not have to run, like like a Prince Field, like <laughs> Prince Fielder style. Yeah, basically. Uh-huh. Yeah. Frank Thomas my, did my, that. My I coach, think. Yeah. my coach, when I played for the team Zephyrs, uh, he he's he he knew that I hated running because I used to always like try to like sneak off the running field when everybody's running. He said, "Well, look, Lance, if you hit the ball hard, you don't have to run." It just made so much sense to me. <laughs> I said, "You're right." I think I'm going to just start hitting the ball out there. And I was a designated hitter for a long time. I played a catcher, you know, the big guy. They mm-hmm. always make the big guy. Why did they make the big guy be the catcher? I don't know why that. I had bad knees from being heavy on my <laughs> catching bag. Yeah, you get, I mean, the less harder to have a pass ball, I suppose, you know. Yeah. Big goalies in hockey. <laughs> Christy, what was your what was your sports moment when you're 70 at the bar and you're talking about your thing? <sighs> I'm going to guess it's pig wrestling. It's but. not pig wrestling, yeah. actually, because I have a better story than that. And that is when seven-year-old me charged the mound mm. in a little league game. What? And then my dad kicked me off my team because he was my coach and then continued to coach that same group of girls for 10 more years. <laughs> and you got a lifetime ban? A lifetime ban. <laughs> wow. You know, it's it's fascinating how, like, back to how parents, like, deal with their kids. Um, I was on a scholarship committee to get when I was at the University of Colorado. I was a grad student, and I was looking at this undergraduate scholarship, and they asked me to review the applications for the first round. And you get all of these things, and all of these kids are 4.0s or 4.2s. I don't know. Like I couldn't. I don't even know how 4.2s and 4.3s exist. But like you look through, and everybody's on this, and they all have these extracurriculars, and they all kind of look very similar. Yeah, they're very similar. And, you know, you get a handful of homeschooled kids and the homeschooled kids have like four threes and four fours. And you're like, hmm, okay. One kid who was homeschooled had a three nine. 
And I was so impressed by this. I'm like, what does this kid have to do to piss their parents off so much that they actually like give them a B? You just said a naughty word. What pissed off? <laughs> yeah, I you think can't no. Say that. I, I think I can. Yeah, I don't know. We'll ask Lloyd. I think you can say pissed off. Well, you probably can't say it four times in a row. <laughs> well, we'll find out. <laughs> um, but like, what do you have to do? And like, how honest do you have to be in your application to actually be like, you know, I got a three nine. It act, right. it stuck out in my head. It's a tricky thing. Like, I had kids who were just successful at academics without trying, and I used to pray that Georgia would fail a test at some point because I wanted her to know what that felt like. It's back to the sports right. thing. Like, yeah, yeah, people like you have to have a reality check yeah. where you're not the best at something because mm-hmm. otherwise, I mean, as an adult, when you get into your it work, hurts. like, yeah, you'll get yeah. crushed. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh. Right, I Alex? I, yeah. I, 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 I always tell people on my podcast, I was in resource my whole life, so we had the funnest. We were in there having fun. Yeah. yeah. We had my TVs. <laughs> Don't bring any more kids in the resource classes. We got this. <laughs> all the all the funny kids were in my class. Uh-huh. It's like all day we just talked about each other and laughed and everything. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I wasn't really an academics guy. I could I could I had a, I had a uh, scholarship to Snow College though. Oh nice. Yeah. Down in Ephraim. It was dope. Ephraim Utah. Yeah. I, I um, class of '04. Yeah. I had a scholarship to play baseball, but I actually had a son and. I stayed with him and, mm-hmm. you know, so now he's actually playing AAU basketball. So oh, it makes that. sense. It makes sense. I did the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, being parenting, parenting ain't easy. It's all about sacrifice and decision making. Man. Uh, I'm so glad when it's over. Is it over? <laughs> well, <you've> got, <laughs> that's what I'm scared. You got what, three more years? I've got three more. I've got one going to college oh, and nice. one that's going to be a sophomore. So, yeah, oh, three more years oh. and then I'm washing my hands of it. I feel like my gamer son is going to be in the house forever. I, just, <laughs> I have this feeling that he's just always going to be yeah, there. My kid the other day was like, So, I think I might want to go to college in California. So, like, how's that work? Would you move <laughs> there with work? me? <laughs> and I was like, Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Depends what you got going on. Yeah, Mike could. Uh, so, as I said earlier with the Larry H. Miller Megaplex, right after us is the Movie Zone with Austin and Adrian talking about the movies that are out this week, which will probably include more Lion King coverage. And Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, oh, which yeah, I can't Quentin Tarantino. wait to see. Uh, I'm sure they will be talking about those sort of things, but in order to provide what we call a segue or a bridge, uh, we always like to uh, ask our guests to say what their favorite movie is in a particular genre. And since, I mean, this isn't specifically basketball themed today... But, you know, we're talking about things, but there's plenty of basketball movies. So, uh, every, so everybody and Alex, you're included in this. So start thinking, what is your favorite movie that, you know, has features some form of the, a basketball or the game of basketball features in it in some way, shape or form? We get pretty, we get pretty loose with this. Like, uh, I will start with basketball, which is hilarious. Oh, yeah. And a mashup between uh, baseball and basketball. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, Lance, um, I I have to have Fatima's telling me love and hip hop. It's a chick flip, guys. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. That was a, that's a girl's show, but we love it. We love it. It was a good story. My favorite movie, Above the Rim, mm. Tupac, Tupac's Lips. There we go. You Love know, I, I like I like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So and then I like. Um, uh, I remember that one movie. What was the movie with uh the Damian Wayne's? And he played for the Jazz, <laughs> the Great White Hope. Have you ever seen that? I have not. That but movie was funny. That, that's man. a question for Austin Adrian. I'm sure they would know, unless Alex knows. You guys never. No. All right, Christy. I'm gonna go with Teen Wolf, Christian. Ooh, really? Ooh. I said love and hip hop. Interesting. Uh, Alex. 
Space Jam, no yeah, question. I, I knew someone was going to go with Space Jam. They're doing a Space Jam too, right? Yeah, they, LeBron. LeBron. Yeah. Shout out to LeBron. He's taking everything from MJ. He's taking everything. Well, I mean, I he's mean, taking it. MJ's MJ's uh, playoff record is uh, that's going to be untouched. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one. All right, so Austin, uh, I see you lurking in the background. Uh, so, what is your favorite basketball themed movie? Hey, he's Adrian. I'm Austin. It's basketball time. Basketball movie. You feel the, the hardwood, the bounce, the squeak of the shoes. Ba 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 basketball. Gimme, gimme, gimme the ball because I'm gonna dunk it. Yeah. And now back to you guys. Yes. That's all the time we have for basketball talk. Basketball no. movies. What's your favorite basketball movie? Teen Wolf. That, no, it's not. Space Jam, probably. Space Jam's not a basketball movie. Uh, Space Jam, it Alex has basketballers it. in it, but it's mostly it's more a golf movie than a basketball movie. Two, uh, two of my favorites with Woody Harrelson, White Men Can't Jump, and Semi Pro. Um, Good answer. One that you like with Samuel L. Jackson. Often overlooked yes. in this uh, genre is Coach Carter. I think it inspires. I think it's a good uh, movie and one of his better jobs of acting, Samuel L. Jackson. Would you count Finding Forrester as a basketball movie? Mm, if we're counting Space Jam. Okay. One's really about Looney Tunes and one's really about writing. <laughs> writing yes. But hey, it's got, uh, what's his name in it? It was his final movie, wasn't it? Yes. Sean Connery? Sean Connery's final movie. Sean Connery. I actually really like that movie. Yes. Uh, You're a wrecker. The, the kid in Finding Forrester is also in Coach Carter. Oh, yeah. Blow your mind there a little bit. That is a inception. Um, Hoosiers. Everyone's going to say Hoosiers. Do you think basketball is the strongest sports movie genre? Like Would the be most, the most done, the, certainly the most better movies. Like, like I don't think there's very many good. There's a few good football movies, but not too many. It's hard to coordinate football with actors. Um, boxing, boxing's really good for movies. Good movies because you can just teach someone to Speaking box. Speaking of which, today on the movie zone, the fighting yeah. preacher T.C. Christensen. He has a movie that involves boxing. Yes. we'll talk with him coming up on the show. Also, uh, we'll. Uh, talk about once upon a time in hollywood tarantino's latest uh, but i think baseball is easily made into a movie yeah because it's you know it's usually two guys in on the screen True. at one time at the most tennis can work out from time to time but it's it's like it's hard to teach actors how to play sports and make it look real and it's so awkward because when you can tell that they don't know how to do it it's really obvious yeah what uh like high school musical yeah when he's trying to pitch. Get, you, or, get, you, get your head get, yeah. in the game. Or when he's dribbling a ball. Or how about uh, the pitching mechanics of anyone in Angels in the outfield? Yes. <laughs> the one that worked was Moneyball, but they used a lot of actual baseball players. They did, yeah. yeah. Uh, Chris Pratt. Good thing he quit baseball to be an actor, huh? Obviously. I just made that up. Life's pretty good for That's him. That's not what happened, but that was the first movie I remember seeing him in. I first remember him in Parks and Rec. But that wasn't a movie. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, you're right. He might be right about that. All right. Well, that's what's coming up on the Movie Zone. Uh, we'll talk Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. We'll talk about The Fighting Preacher. T.C. Christensen will stop by. Thanks for uh, giving us a bone talk some basketball movies, guys. Have a good rest of the show. Space Jam. Uh, baby Space Jam. Yeah, no, I don't know, actually. LeBron's making a new Space Jam, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, stay tuned for the movie zone after this. Thanks for popping in as usual, Austin. Uh, okay, we've only got we're we're heading to the final stretch here, and so what we're gonna do is our favorite wrap up segment. Um, so Lance, I don't know if you agree with me, but we do this every show, and that is I feel like Utah does a really really good job of encouraging people to come to our state 
and then to leave Salt Lake as fast as possible to go out to like national parks or maybe go skiing. Like Salt Lake is a place you fly into, but not a place that a lot of people come unless they're going to the temple or for a general conference that people think about hanging out with. And I call shenanigans on that. I say that the greater Salt Lake metro area has great culture, you know, food, dining yeah, scene, facts. art, museum, things to do that you could spend. I mean, you could spend a couple days here, but what I ask people to do is like, let's say you made a friend in St. Louis that's coming to Salt Lake for the first time. And so you're going to be tour guide or play concierge for the day. So walk me through a day from, you know, morning coffee shop to your nightcap of what you would say like, hey, here's some of the cool things that you just got to check out in Salt Lake because Salt Lake is an awesome place Mm, to visit. That's good. Hey, I've never been asked that. Mm -hmm. I would say we have to hit the barbershop. Got to get some of that talk in, you mm-hmm. know, see what's going on. Do you Especially. have a favorite place? Uh, Flex Cuts. That's where I get my hair cut. Where, so, yeah, I would take. Where's that at? It's on 35th South and about uh, Main Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, get the best get the best chit chat? Yeah, you know, that's where you're going to go to get, you know, what's what's going on. You Perfect. know, from, from, from politics to street politics. You're going to find out there. So, it's good. A little sports. A lot of sports. Lot actually. Of sports that's yeah. what, I actually uh, haven't watched football since the Kaepernick, uh, mm-hmm. you know, thing, and uh, that's why I learned. I watch football at the barbershop because mm-hmm. they're always just this person over there, this person going over there. Sure. He scored a touchdown. I watched the game because I'm listening to you guys. Like I feel like I've watched <laughs> NFL in the last two years. Perfect. <laughs> and then uh, I would have to say. Mm, after that, we would have to go maybe to the mall. Mm-hmm. I would show them City Creek and probably take them to City Creek because people don't know and uh, probably shouldn't say it on the air, but we have one of the dopest Foot Lockers at City Creek. Mm-hmm. That house of hoops is something else. I have 56 pairs of sneakers. Oh, whoa, look at this guru. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm wearing the I'm wearing these cons today because nice. I uh, because of Twilight. Um, Dope. But, uh, oh yeah, I've got, uh, and I think... Fifty of them are Nikes. Mm. So I've got. So, a, so you are, are you a Jerry Seinfeld fan, or is that where this is stemming from, or just been a sneakerhead? I just you know it, this, it came up about maybe what Chrissy four years ago or something. Like, yeah, it hasn't <laughs> been that long, and it just like it's accumulating. Know, caught, it lit a fire under yeah. you. It was like it, we were all just like, oh thank gosh, Christian's finally found his passion in life. Yeah, and it's picnic themed Nikes. Picnic themed. Uh-huh. I do the picnic ones are are pretty cool. Uh-huh. I, know, I ended up at the Nike headquarters, and I. Oh. Uh, how was that? Um, it's it's weird. I mean, it's a giant campus, and there's some really bad art. Like it's shocking. Like there's a lot of <laughs> no, there's a lot of like sports themed art, which is fine. But Phil Knight, like there's in the in the lake in the middle, there's like bronze sculptures of like a guy with a fishing pole with a uh, like, grandfather with his fishing pole. It's super conservative. It's hmm. it's an interesting thing. But yeah, oh, sounds crazy. Uh, okay, and. Oh, so what? Four things that we'd be doing during the day? Yeah, or or do you get like favorite re- favorite restaurant for a special? I was occasion? gonna say food. I was gonna say then would I would most definitely have to take them uh, food wise Utah bourbon on um, uh, bourbon house. I mean the Bayou. Bayou, Bayou. Yeah, Bayou's good. Bayou's got a good thing. I like the Bayou. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying State to Street. I have to say though that the tap room has got a really decent oh, bourbon collection. Oh yeah, and they've got um, they just did a. Uh, barrel share with the guys that run that whiskey group that I'm part mm-hmm. of, and so they have a special edition Elijah Craig at the mm-hmm. tap room right now. And it's very and now good. it'll all get dr- drank out. All right, actually, that's a good that's a good wrap up, Lance. Uh, best place for a nightcap? Where are you going to get your nightcap drink? Um, okay, well, right now in my um, you know, older of age, I'm you know not the little young rapper running around trying mm-hmm. to you know with the clubs. I wouldn't mm-hmm. just say the club, but I think I like uh, Willie's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they treat me right. They they treat me like a celebrity. Nice, and that Main Street and Seventeenth, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's correct. I haven't been there, and I haven't been there in a while. But you know, that's 
Maybe we should go there for one of these days. It's been a it's is been there a minute. Is the one that it has the mean name for girls on the on the ladies' restroom? I haven't or been there in five Miami's. years. I, I always get them confused. And I yeah, I also but you know, there's two Willies though. There's yeah. one across the street. That's more like the biker guys, more yeah. or less. You know, there's, I don't go there's in there. One that has the B word on the ladies' what? restroom. Oh. I've never seen that. Yeah, well, I can't apparently... remember which one it is. So I just stay away from all of them. Yeah, I hear that. <laughs> well, stay away from objectionable Willies, and okay. that's a universal <laughs> truth. Uh, <laughs> Lance, thanks for joining us no, today. Me, uh, Alex, welcome to the group. Thanks for participating. Christy, uh, another week. Always a pleasure. I'll see you next week, buddy. Yep, you've been listening to AM 1280 and 97.5 FM The Zone. This has been SLC Culture. Stay tuned for the Movie Zone with Austin and Adrian coming up next, and we will talk to you next week when it is August. Can you <sighs> believe it? The summer is flying by. Talk to you next week.